yeah it's it's i mean i know people who were talking about voice acting in the abstract 10 years ago who are regularly booking gigs now mm-hmm. oh same um, yeah and it is like i'm 37 i'm very nearly 37 and if i were to start in earnest now i would be looking at and if i were to put in the level of effort and energy that they put in i'd be looking at maybe maybe taking off closer to 50 and i i i, <laughs> I already know that if that happens, that gives me three to five years of success before I die on a toilet. So, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not all that far behind you at 34. So, mm. yeah. Now you Numbers. now you know how old we Ages. are, listeners. Yay! Yay! Welcome to Undercooked Analysis. This is the show where we talk about spooky stories and other bits of strange fiction that get sent to us. I'm your host, David King, and joining me is. Well, I'm happy to say we finally have a sponsor. This this is a paid promotion, right? I'm going to say yes, as long as you don't follow up with that later. Uh, I guess we'll see about that. Anyway, sponsoring this episode is our our old friend, Ben Padden. Welcome back, Ben. That is me. Thank you. Yeah, it's a pleasure to to be here. It's been a while. It's been a couple of years at least. I'm pretty sure it has, yeah. Like, um, I think the last time it was you and Michael, uh, Michael Nixon, and we were here uh, partly promoting uh, the game of Rassilon, which I was editing at the time. They're doing and... such a good job. Those first three seasons, I, I said this uh, when we first started talking, but like you are the glue that like helped help held that show together in post. Like you, your edit edit work was fantastic. We really appreciate everything that you did for those first three seasons. And then you left like a Judas. I, yeah, uh, well, someone had to beat the Judas in this situation because I gotta so, say, season four sounded pretty. Thank you. I yeah. I learned most of my post production. I knew a little bit of stuff because I edited, I edited like one or two episodes of uh, the Game of Wrestling. I think in season two, there were a couple yeah. I did just for fun. I, mm. wanted, I wanted to kind of learn how to use audition. Um, mm-hmm. And then and, and, and taking on the role of the editor um, or taking on the position of the editor for season four, I learned a lot about sound design and I learned a lot about mixing and I forgot a lot about mixing and then I learned it again. Um, but I, I, the, the project I am working on now which is yes. a science fiction comedy audio play series called Jump Leads, launching April 26th. Find it at, in all good podcasting apps, searching for Jump Leads, or go to audio.jumpleads.zone. Um, wouldn't sound as good if I hadn't taken on the editing duties for season four. So I want to You're thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you for <laughs> abandoning your post in our hour of need. So that I could edit, edit the show and learn about compression and I'm, uh, panning. <laughs> I'm I'm glad I could help in that respect. Uh, like I said, um, it was it was a good time. It just felt like it was my time to regenerate, and I yeah. did. Even though I'm oh, everyone regenerated. So much of so much so much of the the production uh, shuffled around at the end of season three. You left as editor. I took over. I stepped down as GM. Riley uh, stepped down as the doctor. Dan became the doctor. Riley became the GM, and uh, Michael stayed. Michael. Michael. Michael has kind of. Michael is the hinge upon which the spokes of the game of Rassilon revolve around. Which makes, uh, yeah, I, I, that makes sense. As the engineer, yeah. that's what the engineer do. 
And, and my, Michael uh, truly is the glue. You're some other substance. I'm the uh, rubber bands. Yeah, to hold the stacks of ones together. Yep. And we'll when be I the left, cash. Just... You be the rubber bands. <laughs> A song I've only heard four seconds of. Thank you, TikTok. Oh, goodness. Uh, TikTok, I forgot that that's a thing. I'm too, I'm too old. I'm too old for that sort of thing. You're younger you know, than me. When I said I'll be there in a minute, it's because of at the beginning of this recording. It's because I was on TikTok. I made two TikToks in, in, a, in the space of an hour. You know, they say you don't stop playing because you get old. You get old because you stop playing. So now you're uh, younger than me. Good job. Yeah. Check my <laughs> atheists. <laughs> but yeah, jump leads. Uh, yeah. We're, look, I'm looking forward to it as someone who uh, loves audio drama in general. And uh, as we mentioned back in the dregs, which if you want to listen to the dregs, they're on Patreon. Wow, we're just, we're just shilling all over the place today. Uh, yeah. This um, I went before we started recording. I wanted to get that out of the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, perfect. Actually, future David, if you can, uh, would you be willing to in- put the trailer audio somewhere in this recording? Yay. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Future David's giving me a thumbs up from the future. He's good at that, you know. He better uh, be. Yeah, I, I hope so. Because, you know, he, I, I pay him to do all the editing. I pay it forward, so to speak. <laughs> uh, do, do, now, how does future David feel about past David? Um, I think he has some regrets about past David. I think, like many buddy, he has some uh, regrets. But I also think he he, he looks back on, on his time, you know, watching. But the thing is, I don't, I don't, I have a hard time distinguishing at what point I become future David. Like at what point, I don't know how far in the future, future David ever it's is. It's interesting because I, we never get to be, you, you're never future David. Yeah. Future I, David am never, I am never, I am never future a perpetual, David. Like a, like a, a, a future kind of a temporal space. Um, yes. where, and, and you now in this moment are present David, but when you in the future are listening to this, you'll be listening to past David. Everything is an abstract. Time is a flat circle. Who am yeah. I? I'm Spider-Man. Tell all your friends about me. <laughs> all I can say is I think future David has somehow found a way to perpetually maintain his future status, and I'm not sure how he does it, but um, it's kind of impressive. He must have unlocked something in the grand space-time continuum to maintain his perpetual future status, you know. But but his status always has kind of a finite endpoint. And there was a point where you are you and the the never ending circle of time will eventually compact future David into a present past never space. Future David is constantly running from present David, like the sun being chased out of the sky by the moon. And it is a race that will continue ever on. Never thus was there ever a race like the race between past, present, and future David. But they are fools, all of them. For past David shall become present David, shall become future David, shall become past david they are all one in the same david ever moving forever perpetually like a perpetual motion machine only better and good in that the only problem with your theory is that at some point past david is going to pull out a blue shell and then everything's going to be right once past david pulls out a blue <laughs> shell it is over <laughs> so that's the I'm, finite end point right there yeah. is when they finally hit the item block on the rainbow road that way so um Oh, this is going to be an interesting year for movies, isn't it? 
I tell you what, it's also going to be. It's going to be an interesting episode for you to edit. I think it sure also, is. Uh, yeah. Why don't we get get make it easy for this uh, perpet- perpetual future David to have editing when I tell you what we're going to be reading today? Yeah, let's do that. Well, this was actually a uh, this is actually a story that was agreed to be shared with us by my old friend Cleric of Madness. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm going to share the link with you in the little voice chat room right now. Uh, this is one, and uh, Cleric has been a guest on our show before, uh, and he has shared with us a story cryptically titled The Harvest Man. Dig it. Yeah. And uh, more now more than ever, his, his little logo of the circle with the line through it still looks like the symbol for Phyrexia, uh, but I know that probably happened in a vacuum. Even so, uh, all hail Elish Norn, Mother of Machines. Anyway. I understood all of those references, and I'm not lying to make myself seem cool. That's excellent, Ben. Good uh, stuff. All right. Well, as as our as our guest of honor, uh, would you uh, would you like to uh, take the first paragraph, or shall yeah. I? Oh, happily jump on that grenade. Sure thing. All right. <laughs> Happy to help. I pulled yeah. the pin out for you and everything. Uh, oh, lovely. Here we go. <laughs> the Harvestman by Cleric of Madness. Brought to you by Audible. Audible. <laughs> We say books at you for money. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why that hit me as it did. And there was a joke there in my head for a split second, and then it fell out. It fell out. It's you the worst have, feeling you, in the world. You've got to keep your hands against your ears at all times. Okay, here mm-hmm. we go. Yeah. My grandfather recently passed away, and as the only able-bodied grandson in the area, it became my responsibility to help my parents clean out his farm. I say help, but what I really mean is. Do most, if not all, of the work, of course. My folks are in their mid-60s and can't do much lifting, so it's not that I minded so much as I really didn't care for the amount of nature he had crawling around inside his house. That's a lot of nature in there. That's a lot of nature. I mean, are we talking about bugs? Are we talking... I mean, I'm looking ahead at the next paragraph. Yes, absolutely. Um, (laughs) uh, I, I mean, this also could be the opening to Ghostbusters Afterlife. I want to put that out there. You know, I have not. <laughs> I have not seen Ghostbusters Afterlife, so I'll it's take your actually, word for it. I went in um, with low expectations because everyone was talking about how it was just going to be kind of a nostalgia fest and how it was kind of slim on story. And then I watched mm-hmm. it, and I thought, "Oh, this is actually." I actually really enjoyed this, and uh, I won't lie. As someone who grew up watching uh, the original Ghostbusters and watching the real Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. I did get emotional, which I was not expecting. Oh. Um, I really enjoyed it. I think it would definitely be worth, you know, investigating. I, 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 it's, it's not for lack of interest as much as it's just like lack of, I don't know. I, I'm not great at, I feel like I'm not great at movies these days. And I think a lot of it had to do with the pandemic, but like, I will definitely get a chance when I get around to, to watching it. I definitely want to give it a shot. I did watch yeah. the, uh, I did watch the, uh, 2016 Ghostbusters. So I, here's the thing. I enjoyed the 2016 Ghostbusters. Uh, I did. I, I did too. I did yeah. too with caveats, but I did. Um, I I watched. I, I like the extended cut better than the theatrical cut. Although I understand why they made the cuts that they made. Mm-hmm. Um, but if someone sat me down and said, "Which Ghostbusters movie do you want to watch right now?" I would probably pick the 2016 Ghostbusters because the 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 first Ghostbusters movie, um, despite having some wonderful performances and some cracking imagery actually has long stretches where nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think, I think it was my friend Mikey who pointed out that it's kind of a, um, 
it's it's a, a story about a small business setting up shop and and uh getting its first big customer um and mm-hmm. that's really the best way to describe the first ghostbusters that's that's pretty accurate yeah um god i haven't i was thinking about it too i haven't seen ghostbusters 2 in a while i remember as a kid, I felt like I watched Ghostbusters 2 more than I watched the first Ghostbusters. And- I, I watched them both back to back because my mum bought on VHS from, I'm pretty sure, from a McDonald's when they oh. were selling VHSs briefly in the 90s in the UK. We mm-hmm. got two tapes and one of them was Look Who's Talking immediately followed by <laughs> Look Who's Talking 2. Okay. <laughs> and the other one was Ghostbusters immediately followed by Ghostbusters 2. So as a kid... It wasn't so much that they were two Ghostbusters movies, but one really long Ghostbusters movie. And Just then one big marathon. Yeah. And then the actual second Ghostbusters movie was Scrooged. Ah, yeah, true. Yeah. True Think that. about it. It's Bill Murray. He works for a television studio in New York, and he gets visited by ghosts. How is that not a Ghostbusters movie? You know, if he, if he had, all you had to do is change his name to Peter Venkman, and you're good. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Oh, man. All right. I'm not going to be able to unsee that now. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna table this till a little later when it's relevant, but sure. I'm gonna go ahead and, and, uh, press, press forward because that was one paragraph and we're already yeah. off on a tangent, which is perfect. For you today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, personally, I wondered how he survived so long with all the spiders infest that infested his house. I killed no less than 20 during my time inspecting the single story building. However, this number would hold no candle to the amount I saw when I opened the barn. Uh oh. Interest. I think that it's interesting that we are leaning so heavily on spiders right now, and I wonder if this is gonna. I wonder if this is just color, or if this is actually setting up uh, for because I've not read ahead. I'm sure you have. No, I haven't. Uh, I actually. That, okay. uh, the, that's the whole point: is we read these blind. So. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, I wonder if this is building towards like, uh, hey, have you seen Arachnophobia? Have you seen the end of It Chapter Two? Well, good news. Spider. He is our hero. <laughs> Give me pictures of the Harvest Man. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Turns out the person uh, he's clearing the house for is J. Jonah Jameson. It's J. Jonah Jameson who died in a house full of spiders. Oh, the irony! Uh, he 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 tried to hide from Spider Man and found himself infested with arachnids. Yeah. Hey, the next paragraph is three sentences. Shall I just go ahead and read it? Yeah, you could take. Yeah, yeah. take them. Take them both. Okay. Take okay. Both. I would just like to say he had to be feeding these things, raising. Something that wasn't just letting nature take its course inside that barn. I opened the doors to that place, and I saw hundreds of daddy long legs just scurrying about, same as it had been in a house. Ooh. Although I, I stress, uh, and actually, daddy long legs are not spiders in the traditional sense. Um, actually, you know, the fun, and the funny thing is, I, I an infestation of anything is bad, but... I'd rather deal with daddy long legs than just about any other kind of arachnid adjacent thing. Yeah, they're just fine. Being they're, they're 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 small and they don't give a shit, so that's kind of why I like them. Yeah. Although in the UK daddy long legs are a very different insect. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they're kind of more like uh more like a mosquito. Oh, um, like like um Oh, what are they uh, like? Like the mosquito hawks, right? Like, like kind of, the yeah. Mosquitoes? And they tend to be seasonal. I remember seeing them a lot when I was younger, and then not so much as I got older. Um, but uh, they were like, uh, kind of like, I guess, like mosquito hawks. They weren't so much like they didn't bite, but they looked spindly and they flew and they were gross and they terrified me as a kid. I don't blame you for that at all because when I see yeah. a mosquito eater around here, I'm like, Ugh. but then I'm like, 
in more recent years, I see them flying around the house. I'm like, you know what? It's summer. You, you. You, yeah. you, you can hang out. Just you're, you're doing a service. Uh, I'll, I'll, you can, you can stay. Yeah, just, they didn't look like the mosquitoes they ate, but I guess you are where you eat. Am I right? Hey, <laughs> hey. Uh, well, I closed it back up and took my truck back into town. It took the clerk some convincing, but I managed to purchase a few bug bombs. He kept trying to tell me I needed to pursue a more natural solution, but I wanted this barn emptied of spiders tonight. I told him plainly I had a serious bug problem and I needed to be ta- needed to be taken care of now. It was the middle of summer, after all, and it would be months before the weather would be cold enough to do the job for me. I had my own job, in all fairness, and that was to clear out the barn and, how- and house, and I couldn't do anything with that many legs shuffling about. That's a fun. That's a fun paragraph. <laughs> it 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 set it sets up a scene. It tells uh-huh. us that uh, this person has uh, uh, taken matters into their own hands. W slash R slash T bug presence and the eradication thereof. Um, <laughs> and the idea of there being so many spiders that you can hear them is aesthetically unsettling. I don't like it. That's uh, that. Yeah, that's that's the thing because you, you know, Daddy Long Lanes in particular are. Quite quiet they don't make yeah. a sound you can't there's hear enough them of them unless unless this is like comedic exaggeration which it could be but yeah i i don't like the idea of there being so many spiders you can hear them i don't yeah. like the idea of there being bugs en masse to the point where you can kind of hear a scuttling hearing yeah that's oh god the amount of the amount no. of horror things you can pick up that have the sounds of scuttling bugs and that's just one of the most unnerving sounds i can hear yeah, I was. I, I immediately thought of that scene just because of all this talk about Daddy Longlegs. There's a there's a line from the Goonies that always sticks with me. It's Mikey, Mikey. This isn't the kind of place you want to go in the bathroom in. Why not? Well, because they might have Daddy Longlegs and dead things, Mikey. Dead things. Dead things. Beautiful. I have never seen the Goonies all the way through. Oh, that's fair. That's fine. I just it just Perfect. aesthetically didn't do any. Like, I think like as a ah. kid, you're either an ET kid or a Goonies kid, and I was definitely an ET kid. Yeah, I was definitely more of a Goonies kid, but this guy had pirates in it, and I like pirates, so that's fair. Pirates, pirates over aliens for me personally, aesthetically. I definitely veer towards. Uh, I think as an adult, I veered more towards fantasy, uh, which mm-hmm. is good because Doctor Who is still very, very much a fantasy. <laughs> it's it's just, um, it's just, it's like Star Wars. It's a space fantasy. Yeah. yeah. I've yet to see the yeah. Doctor wield a lightsaber, but with them coming to Disney Plus, you never know. You never know. The <laughs> Doctor Who could appear in the Mandalorian at any point without warning. <laughs> you see a shot of Grogu just walking, and Grogu walks up to something in the foreground. The camera pants back. It's a blue box. Well, here's the interesting thing. Did you know that there's a Marvel villain named Death's Head who got this? They first appeared in a Doctor Who comic in the 90s. Uh, you know. I think I knew about that on like a uh, like a baseline level, but I didn't know all the details. Yeah. About it. Now that you're now that you're mentioning it, it's like coming back to the the front of my brain. I'm like, oh yeah, I've, I've almost certainly told you this before, possibly on this show. But the TLDR <laughs> is that Marvel UK, which was its own separate publishing house uh, during the 80s and 90s, um, had the rights to both Doctor Who and Transformers, as well as the rights to use a bunch of Marvel characters. Oh, and so. They wanted to create a villain for the Transformers comics called Death's Head, but the contract that they had with, I think it was Hasbro or whoever who owned Transformers at the time, says that any characters they created for the comic um, were owned by Hasbro. So Mm. they did a separate story. (coughs) Basically, they did like an Ashcan 
and like a, a little story that they printed on its own and then also stuck at the back of some various Marvel UK um, uh, comics. Yeah. Establishing that Death Table was kind of this, this intergalactic bounty hunter, and then he appears in Transformers for a bit, he gets defeated, he goes away. And then he <laughs> appears later as a villain in uh, Doctor Who comics. He goes up against the Seventh Doctor a couple of times, and the last encounter the Seventh Doctor has with Death's Head, he leaves them on the roof of the Baxter building for the Fantastic Four to deal with. Oh! And through that act, it is possible, canonically, for, the, <laughs> for Doctor Who to meet Donkey Kong. Because <laughs> Death's Head is in the background on one of the stages in Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. And one of the characters from Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, actually two of the characters, you've got Ryu and you've got Mega Man, have both appeared in Smash Brothers with Donkey Kong. Therefore, if the Doctor met Donkey Kong, canonically, there are no problems with that. That works. You can't poke holes in that scenario. Not not at all. I was no. about to raise a finger, but it is, um, it's soundproof. It's well, bulletproof. Go ahead. Actually, raise your finger. Let, let's hear it. Let's hear what your objection would have been. Well, I don't know how... Well, how canonical is Super Smash Brothers? Because as far as I know, the characters in the game did not meet are not at the actual characters. They are trophies that are being manipulated by the two hands that are just fighting, and you're seeing this all play out. That explanation works for uh, Smash Brothers sixty four and Smash Brothers Melee, and loses and kind of stops holding water around Brawl. Well, Brawl is um, the one where they get turned into trophies when they yeah. die, which basically yeah. means the life has left them, and that. That kind of got maintained, I think, in the even in Smash Four. Now, yeah. Smash Ultimate is a little bit more nebulous, but even so, there's still the the presence of of stickers and all that good stuff. So, I yeah. mean, it but still has have, that kind of toy box aesthetic to it. But you also have to factor in the fact that Sora from Kingdom Hearts, his ending in Kingdom Hearts Three, does lead more or less directly into his um, intro cinematic in. Uh, Ultimate Smash Brothers. You know, if I knew more about Kingdom Hearts three, I would say I would find some way to refute that, but I don't. I'll take your word for it. It's canon, baby. Anyway, All let's right. move on to the next one. Uh, who's reading the next one? Is it me or you? It's you. It's you. I think. Okay. Uh, which line is it? Is it? I then said about my task, or is it? Oh. Uh, it's, don't get me wrong, though. Oh, don't get me wrong, though. I knew they were harmless. I just couldn't deal with the sheer volume of them. I hurried back to the barn and set off for a few bombs. In a few hours, I returned, and there were piles of dead spiders everywhere. There were so many more than I had seen moving about. Ooh. Mm. I then set about my task of sweeping them all out into the yard, and, along with many piles of old newspapers and hay, lit them on fire. Good riddance, I told them. I kept my father in charge of making sure it didn't get out of hand while I finished emptying what little else was inside the barn. Well, that's going to come back and bite him. That's nice. It's a nice short little story about someone uh, getting some bugs out of a house. It's nice. Sweet. Yeah. So thanks for joining me for this episode. Yeah. You're very welcome. Uh, Where can people find you on social? Oh, sorry. This is your podcast. Yeah. I was about to say, and actually I just scrolled down. There's actually more. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. All right. That's right. I'll, uh, I guess I'll crack on. By the time I was done fumigating the house and the final round of spider pie had burned itself out, I was way past tired, well beyond nighttime. I used to play bass for Spider Pyre. They're better live than they are uh, in the studio. Yeah, uh, I know, but that's because they don't have me for the studio recordings, you know? I just... You're busy I, doing I got, this. I got to be on stage, you know? Yeah. I was staying in the house alone. My parents lived in the next... My parent. I was staying in the house alone. 
My parents lived the next town over, but I had driven down from the city. They didn't have room for me, but there was plenty here now I had evicted the previous tenants. You know, the spiders weren't paying their rent, so of course this is just that harsh landlord nonsense coming in. Yeah, nobody likes a landlord. Uh, nobody. No, let, it's the t- the two constants, landlords and cops. Don't trust them, don't like them. <laughs> oh, God, how bad do I want to be here? A-Lab? A-Lab? <laughs> That is a company that makes peripherals for the Nintendo Switch, I'm almost <laughs> That's certain. True. That sounds like... Uh, oh yeah, they, ma- they made a dongle for the Wii remote. Dongle. Dongle Kong is my favorite Kong. Dongle Kong. Favorite. Did you know that... Hey, did you know that you... Uh, I saw this screenshot. Uh, Chunky Kong is in the Super Mario Brothers movie? Perfect. Yeah, so now there's no reason not to see it. Go support Chunky Kong. Yeah, go support independent artist Chunky Kong. <laughs> Go support long lost, you know, well regarded Bay Area artist Chunky Kong. Chunkfood Ulysses Kong, yeah. <laughs> uh, they couldn't get Lanky in there though. He Lanky and the rest of the family had to part ways over, um, you know, some some pretty heavy stuff. So yeah, uh, I, I mean, they'll get their own movie. We've already had pretty much had it confirmed that Donkey Kong's getting a standalone film at this point, right? Oh, pretty much. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mean, Donkey Kong's getting his own section of Super Nintendo World in Japan. Why wouldn't he? Yeah you know, get his own movie at some point. I mean, oh, yeah. they're already setting it up. It's going to be, the sequel's just going to be Fire Kong. I do. Just Donkey Kong with a fire flower the entire movie. Dig it. Yeah. I'm all about it. Hell yeah. Uh, it was quiet too. Rather pleasant without the sounds of spiders falling off walls. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just, uh, just occasional, f- like, wet, like... Is it raining? No, that's just spiders. Oh, God. That wouldn't last, though. I was awoken at some point in the night by the sound of loud rustling from outside. The room I was in faced the barn, so I was able to catch a glimpse of what was outside, for better or for worse. Mm. Turned out, it was a newspaper comic strip. I wasn't kidding when I said it was for better or for worse. So I was able to catch a glimpse of what was outside. Hi, I'm Lois. (laughs) The Wizard of Id. Okay, uh... (laughs) Some large shape was bent forward at the spot where I had burned all those spiders. It must have heard the old creaking floorboards as I approached the window because it stood up. It was tall. Too tall. Marmaduke? Like a doll's tall. Wait, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> and then it, when it, it bites you, then it shrinks. We're going to need a bigger barn. <laughs> Show me the way to go home. Uh, if I had to guess... I would say it was about eight feet tall with long arms that reached to where I'd guess the knee- its knees would be. It was wearing a buttoned-up overcoat that was well-fitted to such a lanky frame. Though the moonlight did a poor job of illuminating things, I could see its face was long and pale with what appeared to be multiple dark red iris-less gl- eyes that gleamed in the faint light. Oh, it really is Spider-Man. Get me pictures of Spider-Man! Yeah, okay. Click. Okay, cool. Click. It stared at me for a moment and then ran off into the woods surrounding the area. It, do the woods surround the area, or is the creature surrounding the area? I, we may never know. Either way, <laughs> the, our narrator continues, I didn't sleep. I wouldn't blame bl- Oh, sorry. No, go, sorry. I wouldn't blame him for not sleeping, but also always creeping, never sleeping. Hashtag always creeping. <laughs> well, the spider was the, the, the tall, this tall spider-faced man was definitely the one doing the creeping because mm. it was looking in the window and as soon as it stared, it just stared for a moment and then went, oh shit, and ran off. So, 
wasn't um that the original like the original one of the draft lyrics for Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, who I, I, wasn't George really adamant about changing it though, and that's why we didn't get it. Well, George never liked spiders. Oh yeah, that makes sense. You know, he was really chill. Yeah, he was really chill with everything. Yeah. But except spiders. He, God, he hated spiders. Yeah, the original uh, uh, song, while, uh, while My Guitar Gently Weeps, the original working title of that song was While I Smash Every Fucking Spider I See With My Guitar. <laughs> which didn't scam. Not which. really. I'm pretty sure the rest of the band vetoed that decision, huh? By the way, should I play every Beatles song ever written right now? I'm sure that. (laughs) Did you? We made the joke about that. Did you ever consider seriously putting that in the episode, like for a couple of seconds? I was literally okay. So for a moment, I thought it would be. We want to give your listeners some context. It would be really funny if, like, for one second, I just had a just this loud cacophonous noise that you might be able to tell was like maybe the first sound that you hear from every Beatles song, but that would take way too much time for one joke. Um, and for context for, for the, uh, yeah, you know what? Let's, let, let's get, let's get the listeners some context. If you haven't heard uh, the game of Rassilon, uh constant recurring joke at my kind of expense or at me being sort of the butt of the joke is like, and then they hear every Beatles song ever written. Yeah. I think the first time it came up was we were exploring the, or the, the, the NPCs, not the NPCs, uh, the companion characters were exploring uh, Riley's Doctor's TARDIS. Oh, and yeah. And we were describing the interiors, like, resembling different areas of the TARDIS from the past, like different types of roundels. And, uh-huh. um, and uh, you know, we were trying to decide what it sounded like. And I think it was Riley who said every Beatles song playing. Yeah, it, star- it started with, it started with, it started yeah. with Riley for sure. Yeah. And uh, uh-huh. and then that joke just kept going because it's a fun sound design joke to me. It, it's a really fun sound design joke. I was yeah. able to. It, it was fun. Was as the, as the series went on, I was able to throw in a few of my own like in jokes when you yeah you all would do stuff. That was that was always fun. There there are bits and bobs in there that I just got to I got to play with and enjoy. Especially the the bits at the end where I'd keep I'd keep certain bits I'd like. So at the end of the episode, if you listen past the the title the the end theme, you'd get some out of context bit from the middle of the episode or something, and it would be. Usually pretty choice. Yeah, that was something I, I I kept for part of season four. Yeah. It's tri- it was tricky to do, especially with the, the software I have, because I'm yeah. I'm like a caveman and I still edit on caveman software. Have you, you considered know. Adobe Audition? Because like as someone who is currently building an audio drama using that software, I love it so much. I have. It uh, just depends on, uh, you know, it's been 10 years. Maybe I should actually get something modern it's like that. Been Maybe I'll- 84 years. <laughs> and I could still smell the fresh paint. Uh, sure. sure. I tell you what, in exchange, in exchange, I will send you every Beatles song ever written so you can edit it. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm hearing now uh, that the, uh, the National Record Association, that's not the NRA, Ben, that's the wrong organization. <laughs> this joke is falling apart. It's slipping away like sand between my fingers. Let's carry on. Let's carry on. Okay. Uh, the next morning, I went back into town and started to ask around about the weird creature I had seen. I was sure the locals there would have thought I was a raving lunatic had they not all nodded and simply replied with the same name, the Harvest Man. Mm. What's so what's that like? Oh, he's like the yokel. Uh, he's like the yokel version of the Slender Man. The ha- I'm pretty sure the Harvest Man. The Harvest Man is a pub in Dorset. Um, they do a <laughs> great like if you ask for a full English breakfast, it is incredible. Uh, I have to, I'll have to, next time I'm in Dorset, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. 
Uh, let me uh, allow me to read the next paragraph. God damn! Now I want some tea. You can have tea whenever you like. You I have know. tea when we're done. Okay, well, we'll do tea when we're done. Not till you finish your Sunday. Okay. Um, <laughs> and if you don't chew your meat, you can't have any pudding. <laughs> From what I gathered, the Harvest Man was supposedly someone who lived in the woods, raising spiders for whatever reason, and died <laughs> of natural causes. <laughs> There's no such thing as natural causes when you are raising spiders for whatever reason, my guy. Uh, When the townspeople found him, his body had been consumed and infested with spiders. They had eaten their former keeper. I'm pretty sure there was a 1001 Ways to Die episode about this. Oh, God. Can I I express how can you be both consumed and infested? If you're entirely consumed, I guess they only consumed enough that there was at least something there to infest. So they found probably a coat and a hat, and then when they looked, it was actually spiders in a coat and a hat? Oh, yeah. I guess. I'm sorry, the, the part that's cracking up is just the idea of raising spiders for whatever reason. For whatever, just, we don't know for why. Whatever reason. Oh, no, I just realized, this is the origin of Spider's Man. Spider's Man. Spider's Man. This is a, this is a classic UCA character. He's a man composed entirely of spiders. Incredible. We've been calling him the wrong thing for the longest time. He's the though, harvest man. Not the, he's the harvest man. He's the, har- he's the harvest man bed and breakfast in Dorset. <laughs> the, we're, we've been getting it mixed up the whole time. So are you sure it's not called the Spider's Man bed and breakfast in Dorset? Uh, oh, no, the Spider's Man is a tavern in, uh, in, in London. Oh, okay. Especially okay. in Camden. It's near the world's. It's across the road from the world's end. Oh, okay. So there was, was it like one of those, was it part of the pub crawl in the movie? No, different World's End, actually. Oh, different. Okay. I see. Idiot, you dumbo. Anyone listening to this who has been to Camden knows the World's End. It's right there. It's right (laughs) there by the, by the underground station. It's right there. I I will. These are all, okay. I'm taking notes here. Places to visit when I eventually cross the pond. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, um, where, where, sorry, where, where, uh, they'd eaten their former keeper, right? That was the last yeah. bit. Yeah. Yes. It was further said then that after they buried him, he rose from the grave. They claim he's either controlled by the spiders or has been reborn as a mutated collective of spiders. I, f- I knew it. He's spiders. Either way, I knew I was in trouble. Rutrow. <laughs> I did mention Marmaduke earlier, so why not have Scooby in there as well? Perfect. Yeah. Like Zoink Scoob. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay uh the people <laughs> the people i talked to additionally told me it was forbidden in this town to harm spiders they believed that if you did so the harvestman would come and get you though so um a bunch of arachno enthusiasts created this as propaganda to make sure no one kills spiders yeah. in their town that's really all it is turns out everybody it's the the guy who was looking in the window with you with the creepy spider mask. It wasn't actually a man composed entirely of spiders. Yeah. It was just... Propaganda about spiders, or should I say, a web of lies? Ooh! That's... You know what? You know what? That that was good. You get a gold star. Thank you. I've got Three. a roll of them on my desk. Oh, good. Good. So you've been getting the ones I've been sending you just Yes, because... thank you for that. I appreciate no, that. No, you're, you're, you're welcome. You deserve them. Honestly. I'm sorry they all have the words you tried on them instead of anything else, though, because that was all I could find. Yeah, it's good. I did try. Yeah, you did, and you succeeded. Yeah. I didn't uh, half-ass this. I used my whole ass. <laughs> you should always use your whole ass. Yeah. There's no point in only halving it. Um, look, I didn't buy any of it. I'm not a believer in all that supernatural mumbo-jumbo. 
I wish Mr. Galenji Field controls my destiny. (laughs) I suggest looking at it. Oh, I can't remember what the line exact line was after that. What a terrible Star Wars fan I am. I was sure it was one of the townsfolk playing a prank on me. Most likely, it was someone from the store that sold me those bug bombs. Oh, that's a classic. Uh, that's that's all, that's how you keep your business thriving: is you sell someone bug bombs, <laughs> and then you show up at their window wearing a spider mask later that night, so they have to buy more bug bombs. That's it's the that's, oldest trick in the book. That's how you keep up business if you're if you're in an Eli Roth movie. Yeah, you know, and then you have a kid who who uh, sits on your porch, does kung fu, and then bites a ki- bites someone. Isn't that Juno? That might have also been Juno, but um. I'm pretty sure it also happened in Cabin Fever. No, don't quote me on that, though, because I mm. do not like Cabin Fever because it's too gross. Never seen it. That's, yeah, you don't have to. Yay. Don't worry about it. I, I'm only mentioning it because I, the only part I remember was a kid yelling, pancakes, doing a slow motion, like, kung fu flip off of a porch and then biting a guy. And apparently he's the reason there's a gross infection that's killing off all these people in this cabin. Anyway. And you're telling me the film is called Cabin Fever? It's called Cabin Fever never seen it or heard about it um i i i my brain is that the one with seth green no it's not that's um uh without a paddle or whatever it was called uh i think the only i don't remember who was in it all i can tell you is it was directed by eli roth yes anyway Shall, uh, shall i read on please okay the only thing that clung in the back of my mind like an itch you can't quite reach was the absolute consistency and passion with which these people told the same story. It was almost rehearsed. They should have put up a statue. Maybe turned it into the next Point Pleasant. Ah, good reference. Good on you, Cleric. Good on you, Cleric. Good on you, Cleric. At any rate, at any rate, my investigation... <clears throat> no, sorry. <laughs> oh, good for you. At any point... Did I say any point? Mm. At any rate... At any point because of the Point Pleasant. Yeah, that's, you know, that's what it is. I have Mothman on the brain now. Oh, we've, we all have Mothman on the brain. I mean, Mothman is kind of the sexiest cryptid, so... Um, Slenderman mm. maybe is a bit of a vanilla answer, but... <laughs> Don't discount no, no, them fingies. I'm, I'm not discounting... I, does, does Slenderman count? I mean, if you, if you believe the travel channel, then yes, Slenderman is a cryptid now, but... We've got a pseudo-Slenderman in this story, sort of. I mean, this is the way I'm putting it. Um, at any rate... My investigation complete and my day's labor av- avidly avoided. I returned home to finish boxing the rest of my grandfather's stuff. I opened the door and froze. Spiders everywhere. That's a meme. Yeah, they, yeah. Just, they just saw a meme. It's 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 Buzz with his arm over Woody. The handout extend. Spiders. Spiders, spiders everywhere. Spiders everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what he sees when he opens the door. It's just the meme. All over his wall. Yeah. (laughs) There were so many, I hesitated to enter. Fortunately, I kept the spare bug bombs on the kitchen counter nearest the door, just in case I needed to run back inside for more. And slash or had learned nothing from the protestations of the local townsfolk. Yeah. I may have added my own color commentary at the end there. (laughs) Da-na-na-na-na-na-na-na, Harvest Man. Um, I logged one into the center of the room and rushed out. Through the break in the curtains, I could see the toxic smoke filling the house. Good job, idiot. Very well done. Well done. <laughs> the, the thing is, those, you, that means you've got to find somewhere else to be for four hours. Yeah, and not to mention, normally you, you bug bomb places once you've like 
you know, taking precautions to like coat your furniture and stuff, right? Yeah. Like, at least put some towels put a or tarp sheets. Down. Yeah, put a tarp down. Yeah. There's so many solutions that things that could be just handled by put a tarp down. Yeah. 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 She. Yeah. yeah. I you. decided to bide my time. Wait. Yeah, I decided to. I decided to bide my time clearing out the rest of, rest of the barn's contents. By the time I'd finished, I could see the smoke had settled into the house, all the while choking on those awful fumes. Four hours, my guy. <laughs> you need to find somewhere else to be. You go to the library. See two movies. <laughs> you could watch the entire Toy Story trilogy inside of four hours. <laughs> or uh, quint, quint, uh, quad, quad, quadrology? No. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a fifth one that, soon. Mm-hmm, that's right. Wow. I want to be skeptical, but Toy Story 4 was so good. That's what I've heard. I haven't seen that one either. I yet. really enjoyed Toy Story 4. I do make a joke about Toy Story 4. Um, in in Japanese, actually, about how oh, unnecessary fun. it was, but I actually enjoyed it. I okay. really enjoyed. It. Well, I mean, they're all unnecessary, but if you have to make them, you might as well make them good. If the corporate mandate says make this movie because it makes us money, he was like, well, I could at least try and make it good. Yeah, I mean, J. Jonah Jameson tells uh, Peter Parker to get pictures of Spider Man, so he takes good pictures of Spider Man as he a takes the best pictures of Spider Man. Yeah, no one gets pictures like him. It's like he knows Spider Man or something. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. I don't know how Peter would know Spider Man. Yeah. Like, he's kind of a he's kind of a he's kind of a shrimpy little guy. Yeah. You know? I'm like, mm. yeah. Peter was an average kid. No one understands. Yeah. Uh, I repeated the process. I'd use for the barn, SpongeBob SquarePants, <laughs> sweep and burn. I may never forget the smell of burning spiders as long as I live. Ben Padden, BBC News, South London. <laughs> don't know why I said it like that. It was the NBC jingle though. I just yeah. did. So never mind. Uh, not wanting to waste further time, I quickly packed up what I could for the evening and loaded it into the car. I needed, I needed, to, I'd need to take it to my parents' place tomorrow so they can sort it through it. Then, my task complete, I headed off to bed in the Spider House. Spider House. <laughs> this, this is listen. This, this is a Spider-Man heavy episode. This is the story of a spider <laughs> who became a man. He had sex for the first time. Uh, that or he. Or he he pulled a uh, he poured a pulled a reverse uh, Franz Kafka and went to bed as a spider and then woke up as a human and went oh god no oh god no now I have a job <laughs> I have to do be responsible for stuff I don't want to go to like the, the metamorphosis is oh no I have to get up and still go to my job <laughs> and the spider goes oh no I still have to shuffle up and down inside of the rules but walls but now I'm too big. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The metamorphosis is a man who turns it wakes up and he's a man-sized cockroach. Yeah, right? so what we're so dealing with, with now is that it, the story began with a spider size a man-sized spider climbing into bed, waking up as a oh dear, what if he woke up as a as a spider-sized man? Yeah, if it's a spider-sized spider and he wakes up as a man-sized a spider-sized man, so you just have this little guy. <laughs> this little guy who's like, "Oh, I can st- how am I supposed to scurry up and down the walls? I only have four limbs. This is messed up. Well, going into crossover territory, in my mind, he 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 goes through this. He has a panic attack, but then he meets some borrowers, so it's okay. This is how borrowers are born. They go to sleep as <laughs> spiders. They're just they spontaneously transform. Yeah, from spiders to borrowers. Yeah. <laughs> Next time you watch the Secret World of Arietti, you're going to have a completely Awful. different vision for it. It's a nightmare. <laughs> All right. All right. I have. Uh, 
was it, oh, who's it, reading it? Is it you or me? Uh, well, I said he, then my task complete, I headed off to bed. So I think okay. it's you next. Okay. I hadn't eaten anything since heading into town and stopping at some nondescript diner. I realized as I shook the curtains to make sure the house was rid of arachnids. It didn't matter much to me, though. The stench of cooked spider legs exterminated my appetite as though it were a spider and the smoke was toxic. Yeah? But, but it was. That's... I... That is the... That's a weird... It's a conceptually dense paragraph. I get it, though. It's like, I am the spider... Yeah. And the smoke is now toxic That's to in the me. Line, yeah. But the smoke is toxic to you because you are a human breathing in, you know, something that is intended to be toxic. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess you maybe just open some windows. Mm. Uh, uh, at any rate, sleep managed to find me easily. A combination of physical exertion, dietary insufficiencies, and mental exhaustion. Not that it would last for long. There is, there's a thing that happens when you are... Um... When you get into a pattern of writing uh, first-person short stories, as is often the case with Creepypasta, um, Mm -hmm. where there are certain, uh, what I would describe as uh, kind of writing ticks that creep in, and this is where we're now starting to see Cleric of Madness, who I'm sure, by the way, is a delight, um, has now made repeated use of the phrase, at any rate... It's almost um, like uh, it's whenever I, I, I whenever I hear, and this is just because it's been drilled into my head. Mm. Whenever I hear something repeated like that with that many cadences, at any rate, I almost just want to. I just think of, but anyway, but anyway. So get some blues traveler in here, future David. Slip it in, yeah. yeah. Wait, don't slip it in. No, don't. Just just drop it in jarringly instead. How about that? Drop it like it's hot. Oh, that's a different licensing fee. I'd have to pay for something, so uh, maybe not. Only if we pay more than sixteen seconds of it, and we don't talk about it critically after. That's true, but at least with at least with uh, at least with Blues Traveler, you can just put in the line. But anyway, but anyway, yeah. and uh, no one will bat an eye. Yeah. Just grab one, isolated that, and then drop it in there. Yeah. Okay. But anyway. But anyway. Fortunately for me, fortunately the milk. I, I you know I I heard that coming. I heard that coming a mile away. Fortunately for me, the same combination of bodily conditions that afforded me sleep couldn't write a check large enough to purchase deep sleep. I love that line. That That's is a really a good line. I love that, that is a very good line. See, there's Cleric being like, yeah, but I, I, I threw a curveball at you, huh? See, you thought I was going to sl- yeah. traipse into creepypasta writing territory, but naha, a good line. Aha. 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 I'm looking for my son, Hakim. <laughs> okay. Sorry, uh, it's I, 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 it's it's not even coming to America. I'm thinking of it's when they put the lines James Earl Jones said as from coming to America and overdubbed Darth Vader with them, and it was really funny because every time he'd walk up to someone, he'd just go, "Aha!" I I don't know why, but it made me think of um, uh, crap. Who was the voice of Chef in South Park? Uh oh, like the original voice of Chef Isaac Hayes. Um, mm. He was in um, Robin Hood Men in Tights. That's... And when he's in the the torture chamber with uh, with Robin, played by Carrie Elwes. That's um, right. And, and so when you said, because um, I've actually I've not seen Coming to America, so I didn't get the reference. But the the intonation and the delivery reminded of, reminded me of uh, this is a I am a sneeze, father of a chew. Oh yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> oh, that movie is so good. 
I just bought the uh, Menotites was on sale on I think like the Google Play Store, so I just recently bought. It. Anyway, let's uh, let's crack on. That is a good acquisition. Uh, hmm. Also, um, History of the World Part Two. Any good? I haven't seen it yet, but it's, it's it exists. I'm just reminding people it exists, and that Mel, Mel Brooks is ancient and he made it. So uh, that's kind of amazing. Also, if you like Drunk History, it looks like the majority of the cast of Drunk History is on that show. So oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I definitely the, saw Craig the Drunk Bukowski. History of the World. <laughs> I take it. I take it that um, that uh, uh, Mel Brooks was a fan, or hence why I saw so many people from I recognize from Drunk History on. Perfect. Yeah, should be fun. Uh, I awoke suddenly to the sound of feet shuffling across the carpet. There, hovering over me, was that thing from the front lawn. It extended its long arms toward me and pulled at my shoulder blades. It was trying to lift me out of bed. I reckoned, flailing wildly. Then I remembered my pants. And this is the line where I'm convinced this story is written by Homer Simpson. (laughs) Then I remembered my pants. That was pretty good. Good enough. That was a pretty that you know, you know, you know. Dan Castellaneta okay. has to retire at some point. I think at some point nice I'm not going to replace Homer because I can't do all of the other voices that that Dan Castellaneta can do. That's true. It's just not going to happen. At this rate, they'll probably at this rate they'll probably use AI to do it. Oh God, no! It's horrifying. Uh, my ex girlfriend. I just put a real horror story. <laughs> my ex girlfriend used to make fun of me for wearing pants to bed. I always told her, you never know when you need pants in the middle of the night. Take right then, for instance. Take that, (laughs) (laughs) ex-girlfriend. That's why she's my ex-girlfriend, wearing pants to bed. I dug my left heel into my pocket and found my prize at the bottom of the proverbial cereal box. A bug bomb, my last one. You went to sleep with a bug bomb in your pocket? This is how this person died of bug poisoning. Yeah, this is you know Incredible. what this is. All this is happening is just a is just a hallucinogenic fever dream as he's slowly dying in bed. God, I wonder if that's intentional. I really hope it's intentional. Oh, if that's yeah, if that's a case, cleric. Yeah. Mm. Whatever this creature was, it clearly had never seen one before. If it had, it would have stopped me then and there. I pulled the pin the moment I was close enough to its face. Even with the sun rising outside, bringing in a slither of light, I couldn't see much of its face. Just what I needed to which was its mouth. Open wide. Maybe it's for the best. I was panicking and not really trying to process any information about the nightmare before me. I was too busy trying to do a bug bomb centric reenactment of that one scene from Jaws. (laughs) Smile, you son of a... (laughs) It never really registered at the time that I was what I was doing. Honestly, my body just moved on its own out of survival instinct. I never thought about the hairy spider like mouth parts it had or about how inhuman what I saw was. I just plunged my fist into its open maw and let go. Okay. Hmm. I'd probably have done the same. Uh, it dropped me almost instantly and began to screech and flared its arms in pain. Wisely, it dropped to the floor as opposed to, to the ceiling and scrambled <laughs> for the exit where it was still confused. You cannot drop to the ceiling. You are not Wisely, Spider-Man. I flung myself upwards in defiance of gravity and God herself. Well, the secret to flight is to throw yourself at the ground and miss, so. Yeah. This isn't flying, so, it's falling with style. <laughs> Toy Story uh, 1 in theaters now. There's another. <laughs> Assuming it's 1995 where you're listening to this. Uh, for past David, it is. 
he and clearly he he's he's very young and doesn't know what podcasts are yet either. So that's something else entirely. I dropped into my truck and slammed on the gas. Screw the rest of the stuff, I said as I peeled out of the driveway. The spiders can have that. Sped the whole way down the highway to my parents' place. Knocked on the door, but they didn't answer. The car was in the driveway, so I went I went around back to get the spare key out. That's when I noticed my first spider. It wasn't anything like those hideous daddy long legs, but I killed it just the same. Its body made a sickening crunch that gave me chills for some reason. I didn't have any particular fear of spiders per se. It just wasn't their biggest fan that week. This That's is like non- it's, this is like a talking head on a TLC reality show. It's, it's a little bit. The, 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 the range of emotions with this character are kind of all over the place. Yeah, it's a, there's a there's a, a flippant a flippancy that you don't a flippancy a word there's a flippancy there's a flipperonomy with this character that you don't flipperonomy of course is uh, that that uh, book in the Bible about dolphins uh, there's a flippancy oh, okay. with this book I, uh, I appreciate story. I appreciate that up. I was thinking it was yeah. that that elder from Cats you know lovely old flu, old uh, fluteronomy <laughs> old fluteronomy um, that. There's a flippant. This character has a flippant nature that you, I feel like you don't see a lot in short horror stories, or maybe that's the in vogue thing now with creepypasta. You you'd know better than I would. Well, I would, except I, for for lack of a of a better way to put this, like we're not delving. I almost wouldn't. I dropped something. Excuse me. Good job. Ah, dropped my sanity is what I dropped. I dropped it a while ago. I uh the creepy. The creepypasta scene is different. I almost feel like we're at this point where, like, we're just reading. What we're reading is essentially what people are writing for fun horror fiction. Yeah, we're past. We're kind of past the juvenilia stage of creepypasta. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know, but I mean, there there are certain tropes you could pick up here with some of yeah. this. But like, I mean, cleric cleric knows what he's doing. He's got a certain tone that he uses with a lot of these things. Um, I mean, the voice of this character is different enough from yeah. once he's. Written. I just, uh, yeah, it's 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 a little strange. It's a little strange because you just survived horrible bug monster, and then this part just feels so nonchalant. You see a, a spider that's not that, and you step on it, and it gave me chills. Would it, would it not be some form of like almost like immediate PTSD in a way? Like you just literally shoved a bug bomb in the mouth of a giant spider's man that was trying to kill you. So it's tricky. I think for my money, my if. I what I want from a first person story is I want it to feel not conversational but I want to feel like I'm being told a story and sometimes dialogue choices like like you know I just wasn't their biggest fan that week um don't feel organic and maybe that's not what the writer's going for and that's fine but I think that's, that's just my personal taste is I I want I want first person accounts to either feel like a person like recounting it as a story like you know we're, we're at the, sitting in a campfire or at a bar or in the kitchen yeah. at some house party yeah um, yeah well i mean people have often taken the no sleep approach if they're going to do it th- this way uh there's there's a weird there's a there's a certain voice you can get with that kind of thing but i and i'm kind of glad when people don't do the no sleep approach because mm. it's a little tired sometimes yeah. but i mean if it works it works so in this case mm, yeah sure. yeah should we crack on yeah let's crack on uh, was was it me next? Yeah, it's you. I I just said that that just wasn't their biggest fan. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. I opened the back door and called out to my parents. There was no answer. I cautiously made my way to their bedroom and knocked on the door. 
I heard shuffling sounds as though someone was getting dressed or something. Well, we know where this is going. Yep. Dad is the Spider's man. <laughs> it was dad all along. Uh, I think this is technically another, another paragraph, but I could, I could read it real quick. and just get out of the way. Uh, Mom? Dad? I said, my face pressed against the door in an attempt to hear anything that would impart knowledge of the situation onto me. It's your favorite son. Can I come in? From the other side of the door, they hear, My favorite son is the Harvest Man. Go away. <laughs> Dylan, is that you? God, you wouldn't believe the nonsense your brother's gotten into with these <laughs> gosh dang spiders. Yeah, he's dressing up like a spider and scaring people. No answer. Just more shuffling noises. Hello? I'm coming in now. Say something if you object. I waited a few moments before turning the knob. It wouldn't budge. It was locked from the inside. Oh, no. They have one of those lock you inside doors. Don't like those. No, me neither. No. Cur- cursing and panicking, I took a five foot step back. Ah, oh, good. So you successfully uh, stepped out of uh, oh, the house. You- Goodbye. You're free. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of room. Shoot. You successfully avoided taking an attack of opportunity. Good job. Good job. Uh, oh, wait. <laughs> I, readied, I, readied, I readied myself and charged at the door. My shoulder connected with the door and the door splintered, opening. I, meanwhile, bounced off and fell backwards. That's the Spider-Man's, folks. Well, picking myself up, I pushed my way into their room. Damn it, I said, not of conscious effort, but of reflex. Yeah, I've said ow when I haven't been hurt. Fair. It's the shock of something more than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. There, on their bed, was were the partially skeletonized remains of my pellets. Oh, my no. Parents. Never saw that coming. Fresh off of their guest spot in the first Star Wars movie where they played dead <laughs> Argolo in an Aunt Baru. Did I mention my, my parents were, were named uh, Owen and Baru? By the way, my last name's Lars. Crawling in and out of various holes and from between exposed bones were dozens of spiders. Gross. I feel like as an image that works, I feel like the the words used to describe it don't quite do it justice. Yeah, it's an an effective image. I tell you what, that's one of those things that, like, you read about in in stories. It's always, Mm. like, especially stories, like, intended for, you know, kids, where where a kid or someone is the main character. It's like the idea of of walking into uh, your parents' room and seeing something horrific has happened to them, you know? Oh, like that's that. that's a perennial childhood nightmare. Absolutely. Yeah, oh, exactly. So this, to me, is like nightmare fuel right here. Yeah. Yeah, so. Oh, is it? It's me. That's right. I think it's your turn, yeah. The Harvest Man had gotten to them first, I figured. Now abandoning my snobbery for the paranormal. Now you do. I briefly wondered just what exactly the top speed of a spider would be before stealing my nerves and calling the police from the landline. Hello, police. It's spiders. <laughs> There's so many of them. They ate my parents. Hello, are you still there? Um, <laughs> I was busy staying on the line as though it would have done anything to help those involved when I heard the back door creak open. I muttered to myself about how I had told them to oil it ages ago. Oh, told them. Oh, parents. Okay. No, the spiders. These spiders? <laughs> Why didn't you spiders do your job? What do we pay you for? Well, the spiders I'm sorry. The ones paying the rent. <laughs> I wish spy. I wish the bugs that infested your house paid the rent. You know what I'm saying? Like, could you imagine if, like, I might tolerate them more if, like, you know, every so often you wake up and there'd be a little coin that they found somewhere. I'm like, okay, at least you're well, doing your Venmo part. you. Just have them Venmo you. <laughs> That's, That's the thing. You don't do even- they do they know your Venmo? 
Maybe if you no, just leave it in a, in, a, in a strategically bug-adjacent place, they'll yeah. it like... You put it yeah. under, like, a cabinet or something, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, someone's followed me inside, I whispered to the operator. Though she just entered me... She just en- entreated me to remain on the phone until the officers arrived. I couldn't. I dropped the phone and it slammed against the wall. It's tight tether bungle cording it louder than I could have liked. It's tight bung- tether bung- bungle cording it... Louder. It's tight tether bungle cording it louder than I I, I can't I I I think I, I kind of get what uh what Clerical Madness is going for but I don't I I yeah. can't pass this sequence of words. Yeah. Besides, how many of your readers are going to know who Mister Bungle is anyway? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, <laughs> I uh, I hear the footsteps stop and then they start again rapidly. I wasn't waiting around to see that monster again, and I ran to the front door. I threw a nearby decorative side table through the pane of glass on the door and jumped out to and toward freedom. Whoa! I I want to know what page of the uh um what's that store called? Uh plus idea. plus world market catalog, who cares. Okay. Uh there wasn't time to unbolt the latch and the other apparatuses anyway. So you you're like there wasn't enough time so I just through this how how big is this window? Could you successfully Pottery Barn. Out? That was the name of the store. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, All right, we're in the home stretch. We can do this. One imports, we're getting close. Yeah. <clears throat> Bleeding from a small gash on my arm and leg, I hobbled into the truck. I passed the ambulance and police on my way out of town. I didn't know where I was going or what I was going to do with my life, but I kept traveling northward until I hit the first town with snow on the ground. I was never really a fan of cold weather, but Wisconsin is a decent enough place to stay. They have the best cheese. This creepypasta brought to you by the Tourism Board of Wisconsin. <laughs> Wisconsin, Thanks. all cheese, no spiders. <laughs> Make sure you visit the house on the rock while you're here. Yeah. Uh, I'd been staying in a hotel for a few days, dreading any sounds I heard. I don't think the Harvestman has given, on, uh, given up on me yet either. How do you know? Oh, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. These days, I keep plenty of bug spray on hand, just in case. I never was afraid of spiders. I know most of them are harmless. These days, though, people have noticed that I go out of my way to kill any ones I see. One day, though, I'll either kill my last or be killed at last. I look forward to the day when I can finally stop worrying, watching the windows, living on edge constantly. We're living on the edge. I'm just about ready to, med- I'm just about ready to meditate when I hear a knock at the door. Delivery for me, the man says. It's from an address in that damn town. I recognize the name as one of the owners of a bar. It's named after him, so it was easy to remember. <laughs> oh, I it's sh- Dorset. <laughs> I shook the package and put it to my ear. Rapid, muffled shuffling noises came from within. <laughs> I chuckled to myself almost madly as I took it into my living room and tossed it into the already roaring fireplace. Not today, I say with a sigh. Perhaps try again tomorrow. Yeah. What the I, fuck? I, I think that the Harvest Man loses a certain amount of creep factor. Well, oh. he's out of town now. How am I going to get him? I know. I'll mail him some spiders. You know what? If he's if you're going for comedy here, this is actually really funny. As a, if it's a funny creepypasta, then absolutely. Like, this is this has taken a turn towards the silly uh, yeah. that I like quite a lot. It feels kind of parodic. Actually, you know what? Yeah. As, as we go, as I think about it, a lot of this is has a kind of a parody angle yeah. to it. From the main think, character's attitude about things to yeah. the kind of comical origin story of the Harvest Man, like yeah, 
I, wow. I, yeah, I think getting to the end of it, you, I think I now have kind of, I, I have the full puzzle. And yeah. the full puzzle, you've you've assembled this thing, and it's like, oh, it's a it's a sailboat. No, it is. Um, it feels to me like a kind of a send up of this kind of uh, creepy pasta with this kind of ominous, creepy figure. Um, yeah. Not in the. I, I I think that I was about to say like Jeff the Killer, but I think Jeff the Killer is is something that was kind of already slightly ridiculous written in earnest. It was. Kind it of was. Yeah. Ridiculous. It was. It was. As far as we know, it was written in earnest, and it's just. Yeah. It's 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 that thing where you kind of. A, you look at it and you realize it's earnest and that's kind of why it's funny. It's the, like, it's the room. Jeff the killer is the room of, uh, of, of creepypasta. It is. It is. I, it's, yeah. it's funny. Cause like you could, you, if you're going to compare it to other bad movies, like I would say, yeah, it's the room because, well, Jeff doesn't have the polish of other bad creepypasta that are also very earnest though. Yeah. And like the room has, you could tell that like Tommy was so is trying to go for something that was actually like, kind of serious like he clearly actually knows how to do stuff with a camera and he had sets and stuff so there's at least that i would say i would argue that that jeff the killer is more like birdemic okay that's my that's that's fair i think that's a fair comparison yeah this is this feels like it wants to be to creepypasta what Shaun of the dead is to zombie movies in that it is has still has a significant creep factor but is also really funny and mm-hmm. has a funny ending, and I think what it feels like instead is it feels like eight-legged freaks, where oh. any of those, any kind of like eight-legged freaks is, uh, was an un- unintentionally apt example. But like after Shaun of the Dead came out, there was like this for a little bit. There was this kind of glute of American-made horror comedies that kind of missed the mark about what made a film like Shaun of the Dead work so well. Yes, um, like conceptually, I think this is great. Um, I think that um, I think that in order to make it work, particularly in prose, I think you kind of have to you have to the kind of the flippant nature of the character early on. I feel like because I didn't know what this was like going in, I feel like undermines the story a little bit. Yeah, um, uh, but it it comes together at the end and like an oh okay, but you get like I can see how reading this if if you didn't jive with the tone that Cleric mm-hmm. of Manus is going for. I can see bailing on this and finding another creepy pasta. Yeah. Now the thing is, though, I it is like a cleric. Cleric knows this is why I, you know it was interesting because like I'm waiting for the I was waiting for the other shoe to drop and now like yeah. cleric cleric knows what he's doing because uh, I I should mention this for anybody who's listening who doesn't know who cleric is and actually probably for, for your benefit here Ben uh, cleric is the admin of the creepy pasta wiki. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So well, this is someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah. And he he has very much been the person who I'll, he, that gets brought up, and the first thing he'll say is he's, he'll say, "Yeah, I'm sorry." <laughs> <laughs> he's he's the he's the he's the living embodiment of the high high of any time someone says creepy pasta was a mistake. That's basically him. He's Hayao Miyazaki in this case, <laughs> because without him, we wouldn't have an archive for a lot of this stuff. So yeah, yeah and that's so- fair. That's it's that's a that's a, an invaluable service to provide. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's I think it's possible to be like a curator of something, to be a, a connoisseur of something, a uh, a knowledgeable and uh, like a tastemaker of something without yeah. necessarily nailing the execution. Like Roger Ebert made a movie, and it's not great, but he he went for it, you know. He did. Um, and I I kind of feel like the ingredients with this creepypasta, the ingredients in the Harvest Man are here to be a really good kind of comedy creepypasta without being too on the nose about it 
Like you see people do comedy creepypastas in there. It a lot of comedy creepypasta feels like scary movie to me, where it's like it's so on the nose. Yeah. Well, actually, the scary movie was good. Scary movie four. Like that's oh, what yeah, a lot yeah, of comedy creepypasta feels. Movies, like. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this feels. This isn't quite. This is scary movie two. This is okay. <laughs> we all know the joke now. It's yeah. but it's not quite possible to go into this not knowing what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is. Um, yeah. I. And again, I, recognizing the tone of it and everything too. It's. It's very. Uh, it's a. It's. 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 It feels. That's. That, that's again. That's what fool is. It felt or just earnest enough with a few little things. I'm like that's. That's a little tropey, but it's tropey in a. Know the source material you go like yeah you know what that's a trope so yeah. i think the story the story and again cleric can quote if we're, we're just overthinking this or not but it feels if it's it's smart and it's if you put if it's smart in a niche way yeah yeah so i think uh, i think I th- the, the difference between you and me is you kind of knew what this was going in you have more you you've got you've been irradiated by the world of creepypasta a lot more than i have i think the only creepypasta yes. so- yeah, I've read a couple that friends have written, and I've and pretty much every other creepypasta that I've read um, that wasn't you know ha- didn't crack the mainstream in the way of something like Candle Cove did is stuff that I've read on this show with you, right? But you know, it also helps that you are acquainted with the creator of Candle Cove. That helps a little bit, yeah, <laughs> just a tad. Yeah. Uh, uh, to, yeah. To be fair, I actually just recently uh, was having a conversation with my co-host Alan about analog horror, and the thing we kept citing as a fantastic example of analog horror was Local Fifty Eight. So, Local Fifty Eight is kind of largely credited with kind of birthing what modern analog horror is. Like, I think even I don't it definitely know coined it, the term. Yeah, and, and what Chris does with that is so good. Like I am oh, in yeah. awe of what Chris is able to build um, with uh, with you know with local 58 it really is incredible absolutely uh but yeah i think i think we're at the point now i think we've said i I feel like i've said what i need to say about the story and i think that now comes the time where we give it our freshness rating and yeah for me i will give this an earl gray tea from harvestman and dorset (laughs) Uh, i'm gonna give this a diet dr pepper in that i like it um it doesn't quite taste like the real thing, but then the real thing doesn't taste like the real thing after you've had three cans anyway. That's so, true. Yeah, it'll do. The, literally, the only reason I drink Dr. Pepper is to fight migraines. Did you know that? No. There's a fun what fact. Is it made about of me. almonds or something? No, uh, it's the caffeine. Oh, that makes sense. It's the caffeine. I don't drink soda otherwise. Fascinating. <laughs> I keep an emergency stash of Dr. Pepper in my fridge. That way, if I don't want to take something with a ton of caffeine and be wired forever because I don't drink coffee, I will drink a Dr. Pepper and it will help. Marvelous. Yeah. Well, Ben, this has been a, a joy and a delight. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. It's been great catching up with you. If you want to hear some of that conversation, listeners, you can go to the dregs, which I will be releasing a week after this on our Patreon, patreon.com slash midnight marinara. If you're at any Patreon level, you can listen to that and the huge archive of dregs before that. I believe there are 77 different dregs episodes Blimey. before this of varying lengths. Wow. Um, there's also, of course, a lot of extra content as well. I would be remiss if I did not point out that you should, if you're a fan of this show and you haven't heard some of the other shows in the Creative Horror Network, like Darkly Lit and Midnight Marinera and Trick or Track and The Witching Hour, and of course, the Jameson Tapes, don't be surprised if you get a little something interesting from them soon. I don't want to say too much, but soon there's, there's something interesting on the horizon. Uh, and uh, one more time, Ben, uh, Tell tell our tell our audience a little bit about jump leads. 
Thank you. Yes, so Jump Leads is a British sci-fi comedy. It's British in the sense that I'm a British person and I wrote it and I voiced one of the characters. Uh, I've been describing it as um, Doctor Who meets Red Dwarf by way of sliders. Um, <laughs> a pitch that doesn't always work because not everyone knows what Red Dwarf is. Not everyone remembers what sliders is. Um, but if you like Doctor Who, it might be up your alley. If you like British comedy, it might be up your alley. It is a show. It's about two trainees, uh, cadets in a kind of self-appointed reality police as they embark on their first tr- field training exercises, and as they discover that not everything goes by the book uh, on the, in the field. So uh, it's called Jump Leads. That's Jump, J-U-M-P, Leads, L-E-A-D-S. It's named after what we in England call jumper cables. Um, and you can find <laughs> it in your podcasting app of choice. The trailer is out now. The first episode drops April 26th. Please check it out. Um, it's a reboot of a webcomic that I uh, co-created and was the head writer on. Um, it's a labor of love. I, the cast is phenomenal. Uh, we have Dino, Dino Andrade, who was the voice of the Scarecrow and Batman Arkham Asylum. Um, his son, Connor, has a cameo. His son, Connor, who's uh, one of the core cast of We Baby Bears on Cartoon Network. Um, we have uh, me, I'm in it. That's pretty cool. Austin <laughs> Lee Matthews, uh, who, uh, among other things, was in the Final Fantasy VII remake on the PlayStation. Oh, um, wow. He also directed most of the show. This, I'm really proud of this. It sounds really good. I'm in the midst of kind of editing the bulk of it at the moment and doing all the sound design. Six episodes, weekly episodes starting April 26th. Check it out. Jump leads. Uh, audio.jumpleads.zone or just search Jump Leads in uh, your podcasting app of preference. That's fantastic. Um, and uh, yeah, future David, if you could plug that trailer right in here at the end, uh, I'd appreciate that. I just know I have to go and, uh, you know, I have to go and cleanse my mind of spiders because I've just been you getting this crawling sensation. I want to thank you, David, for having me on the show. Uh, listeners, I want to thank you for letting me into your ear holes. Uh, don't forget to support um, the show on patreon.com slash midnight marinara. Um, David is a creative uh, behemoth and makes wonderful things, and you should continue to support his creative endeavors. And if you don't want to support his creative endeavors, you can always support mine, patreon.com slash Ben <laughs> Perfect, perfect. See, remember I told you you would get paid for this. Well, inevitably. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. It's like anything in this economy. We'll see. My Patreon is very much like that the new George Foreman grill from that one episode of Futurama with its patented design. The fat drains directly into my mouth. Uh, <laughs> so that's It's like a money funnel. Anyway, anyway. enough of that nonsense. <laughs> Policing an infinite expanse of ever-growing parallel universes is no picnic. You'll have to prepare for every possibility. Cows? No, no, not cows! Not cows! As well as every implausibility, is this... A church full of robots? Yes. Okay, I may need a minute to process that. And more than a few impossibilities. Dinosaur. T-Rex. Yes. With a knife. I'd noticed. You must be Llewellyn. I've heard about you. He's been repeating these exercises for the last four years. I'll give it another year before I drop out and get a job in a telephone call center. Which means you must be... Is that Beanie, sir? We should get out there, explore strange new universes, seek out new life forms and civilizations. Eventually, yes! No time like the present. There's plenty of times like the present. Help me, please! They're trying to... Ah! They vaporized him! 
We were supposed to rescue that man, and they killed him! Is that considered a failing, Mark? I think passing this exercise has taken a bit of a backseat to, I don't know, not dying! No one notices the cleaning staff scene. I've been around, learned things a man ought to know about a place like this. Jump Leads, a sci-fi comedy audio play series, launching this spring at jumpleads.zone or wherever you get your podcasts. Isn't this exciting? I'm excited. Oh, absolutely. I haven't been this excited since I went to my grandmother's funeral. Good evening, intrepid listeners. This is the Pasta Shade, the host of Midnight Marinera, and this podcast is part of CreativeHorror.com, a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. For more content like this, visit us at CreativeHorror.com. <laughs>